0: Hey, Peter. What's up, Adam? Hey, it's after school. It's about 4.30 p.m. Yes. You're home. Yes. You get the cheese puffs out. Ooh. Right? You turn on a little black and white TV that's next to the kitchen. Mm. Channel 11. Channel 11. What comes on?
1: Uh, wrestling at the Chase.
0: That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm Adam menace. and I'm Peter Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear podcast.
1: Music advice coming at you,
0: coming at you today. Sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all dot cam. I said dot it like cam. a true St. Louis
1: cam for all
0: your jazz lesson needs. Peter, what's up, man? We got a new course. We do have a new course. At openstudiojazz.com. At Open yeah, it's called Walk Like PC. It's from the great Whoa, Bob DeBrew. Whoa,
1: this. Walk, talk like this. Is That's it like how the song goes? It's walk like this. Aerosmith. You don't know that? <laughs> it's like you just did the parody
0: version. You just, That's totally it's what It's walk mean? this way.
1: Walk this way. Talk this way. Walk this way. <laughs> what well, we were just talking about. It. I'm not Walk like this. <laughs> walk like PC, man. Come on. No, I got okay. him. I got okay. him. Look at him. I got... He's cracking up. He's cracking up. Look, he can't go on. This is a, this is a pod, podcast, podcaster. Uh, oh, it's a
0: podcast. Okay, okay. Gather right yourself. I, I'm
1: going to gather myself here. So, gather ye emotions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, go to OpenCVHS. Go to <laughs> oh,
0: boy. We'll put a link here to Walk Like PC. Honestly, if you play bass or just piano, too. Seriously, it's amazing, uh, this course. So please go check it out. You can learn how to walk like PC. Bob does a great job. Lots of transcriptions, <laughs> lots of analysis, lots of guided practice sessions. Go check it out. And
1: a special forward on the course from... Um, Richard Ty, what's his name? Richard Tyler, Tyler Perry, which (laughs) is. I know I'm not. I'm not going to answer till you just keep going. Just want to see how long this could last. Steve Steve Perry, Steve Steve Perry, Steve Tyler, Stephen Tyler, yeah, old Stevie Tyler, (laughs) old Stevie, Stevie little Stevie (laughs) Tyler. (laughs) Oh, I love little Stevie Tyler's first record. (laughs) Look at that. This guy, he's okay. For those they can't see right now, this gentleman. On the other side of the table for me mr adam manis my co-host my Ertzweil, co-founder of the you'll hear podcast has been rendered urtsweil incapable oh, of continuing on due to humorous oh. laughter S- ah! <laughs> oh he, he he can't talk he can't i'm, I'm taking uh, over the podcast now i can do whatever i want steve perry that's the best one
0: walk like this walk like this by the great like this. By little steve tyler <laughs> little stevie tyler your pop culture knowledge is so immense <laughs> It's they, incredible. You know what? And it's, and it's, it's like Swiss cheese. It's got a few holes. In it's, it. it's, and little and little Liz Tyler, little his, da- his Libby, daughter, little Livy Tyler, Libby, Liz. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Oh, okay. Well, this is all good because we are talking about pop culture today, aren't we?
0: We are talking about pop culture. So a few weeks ago, and the in our podcast listeners won't really know this, but because uh, we kind of, I think we lopped it off at the end of the show. But when we were live on YouTube, we finished doing <laughs> another great episode like this one. Yes. And then we just kind of got. I, I think we were talking about Quantum Leap at first, <laughs> and how
1: great that Which came out of Alf. It had something. Oh, to do we were with talking Alf.
0: about Alf. Hey Willie,
1: <laughs> and uh, and of course, ah! sorry. That's so loud. Sorry, loud.
0: <laughs> what an Alf stands for? Alien life form. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was an Alf fan, buddy. It was Alf. It the was, show
1: or the character? <laughs>
0: No, I was the the show. I remember it was on NBC. It was Alf, and then it was um, Amazing Stories. Steven Spielberg. Oh, Amazing, amazing Stories, which was a great no, show. I don't think that was Steven
1: Spielberg. I think it was Steven, Steven Spiel- Tyler. Steven,
0: <laughs> Steven Tyler. But uh, yeah, so I Tyler uh, Perry. Somehow, I don't know where we were, how would this devolve to Tyler Perry like this. But you know what's
1: fun is when you start, it, you can be like Steven Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry Mason, <laughs> Mason McGruff. McGruff, McGruff, the time Harvey Mason, Harvey Mason,
0: Mason. Herbie Hancock.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All
0: right. So we just started listening to TV show themes live on the air and uh, it was really, really fun. And people were, were adding theirs. So we kind of took that and I thought, well, what if we actually like, you know, seriously looked at some of the music. So I had Max Gamiz, our in-house open studio transcriber, he made lead sheets for seven of our favorite. Now caveat here, You know, Peter and I, we're we're both two dudes around the same age, uh, and we kind of grew up around the same time, and we kind of grew up in the same city. So if you're not from uh, America or St. Louis, Missouri specifically, and you weren't born between 1971 and 1979, you might not get any of this. (laughs) That's right. so you know. (laughs) That's right. Um, But- uh, we think it's fun. Actually, you think some of these are super hip, and a lot of a lot of these you will know. So, shall we get to it? Let's do it. This is in no particular order, by way by the way, and some of these have fascinating stories. So, our number one, again, no particular order, but our first uh, hip TV theme. This is obviously hip. Jazz musicians love this uh, theme, yes. and it is Angela, the theme from Taxi, Bob James, nineteen seventy
1: eight. Okay. Wait Is that good? That's uh, a that's classic road sound. This might be Harvey Mason, actually. There's a Harvey Mason appearance
0: later, for sure. Paddage? How good is this? So this is Angela. How easy of a gig was this for those string players? Oh, they love it. (laughs) Football's all day long. So, of course, the great Bob James. So there's a great... um, This is from a Bob James album. It's from his album Touchdown that was recorded in 1978. And check out the track listing on this. So Bob James is playing the piano and the Rhodes, of course, the uh, the Oberheim polyphonic synthesizer. Uh, we've got here. Let me see if I can find. This is the very first, the opening
1: track. I l- I'm looking at the bottom here. I didn't realize this, we published this song. That's awesome. Yeah, we put a copyright <laughs> on it and everything. So shout out
0: to Bob James. It's on this track. It's it's actually Idris Muhammad playing drums. Oh,
1: Idris. Yeah, Idris, Idris Muhammad, out of New Orleans. Out of
0: New Orleans. It's that's uh, so great. Gary King on the bass. Yeah. Uh, that's on Gary King plays bass on electric bass on tracks one and two, but on tracks three, four, and five, it's friend of the show Ron Carter oh, playing ever acoustic. Ever heard of it? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, uh, and it's Ralph McDonald on uh, percussion. <laughs> Steve Gadd is on this album. This is mm-hmm. Idris uh, Muhammad's only track on the album. Idris and then, is, is man. I mean, what the a force. Well, the feel on that, the sound. Yeah. But check out some of the the horn players that played on this album. Touchdown from Bob James. We got Howard Johnson, David Sanborn, mm. Phil Bodner. Uh, Hubert Laws uh, was Wayne, that Hubert
1: on the on that intro there? I was wondering.
0: I don't know. It doesn't have who's on that intro. Yeah, I mean, it, it would it would it would seem like it would be Wayne I Andre. Know. I mean, Randy Brecker, John Faddis. a lot of heavy hitters playing yeah. with Bob
1: James in nineteen seventy. Bob James is. I mean, he's all he's a tastemaker. Yeah. Uh, of I mean, he knows. His quality level in in in, in this genre, but it, it's a lot wider than folks would think. I mean, just from everything to how he's got that t- Rhodes
0: tuned on here. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, the sound and, of it is so. I, yeah. lo-
1: I love the late
0: 70s production sound so much, man. Yeah. All that Steely Dan from the late 70s. All that
1: earth, wind, and fire, I'm such
0: a sucker. All the Stevie from the late 70s, the Herbie from the late 70s,
1: I'm such a sucker for all of it. And I was just remembering, you know, I got a couple chances to play with Idris Muhammad years ago, and he, it was one of the best, like, he's one of those drummers, well, like, I would just say all great drummers, which is a select when you get to that upper echelon. They make you, especially as a piano player, feel good. Yeah. But I mean, just like, he was just like a warm, what are the blankets now? The heavy, the weight, he's like a A weighted weighted, blanket. He was a weighted blanket to play with him. I mean, and just, I still remember how that felt. We have one of those in my house. It's really, it's fantastic. Is it it named Idris
0: Muhammad? We will be now. We're christening it. But yeah, so this was from a real album. This is from around the time the show came out. I think the show came out in 1979 or 1980, maybe? I mean, think
1: about what this did, because this, this, these shows... We're so big, bigger than anything now, because like what we talked about at the beginning, that there wasn't as much choice in programming, streaming yeah. and all this different stuff. So this really probably did more to elevate the American musical aesthetic of just your everyday kid or person. Like I remember hearing this, my parents watching yeah. um, this show. Oh, Taxi, T-A-X-Y. I like that. Oh, wow. Taxi. Taxi. <laughs> Um, but like just kind of hearing this, you know, so, I mean, to be able to hear, it's, it's like, it's like a little Picasso or Rembrandt sort of floating into your home and you might not know anything about it, but you're getting that aesthetic.
0: So here's how, you know, it's really from 1978. I have here on the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. It's chart positions. It charted at number one on the top jazz albums, which of course meant it yeah. had to chart at number 37 on the billboard pop albums. <laughs> wow. That would yeah. never happen to, I right. mean, well, not never, but because well, theme songs don't have that kind of, you Isn't know, potential pull anymore. Number yeah. 37 on the pop albums. Can we do a little pop
1: bit of a little bit of quick analysis? Please on do. This? Please That's I'd love fun. to see. It. Yeah. So the flute. Boom, wing, boom. So I like how he's going to these uh, slash chords. That starts to kind of give it that separation because you've got one, four, three, and then what would kind of be typical would be like six and then five. And so he's going one, four, and then three, and then to the six, but it's a... So you got... diatonic movement but super slick and I think he even voiced it I know at least sometimes he did with that E flat second second inversion try it on top so it's almost like a kind of Baroque you know kind of leading or what do you call that um, figured bass kind of a sound you know okay I'm taking a little liberties because I like this tune it's a great tune and you know, then so that's the big oh. I mean, That's like normally you'd be like, go to commercial there, but you've got everything is just, you know, ding, a Binding E flat, but we're going down and the groove changes there and everything. Right, I made it a little funkier
0: than it was. You know, but you my, know what I'm saying. my favorite part. Oh, yeah. And then, so we actually. Why, why
1: are you jumping there already, man? I'm why, sorry. why can't we go bar by bar? So we can go no, bar no, no, by bar. We got
0: seven just more, actually. <laughs> It's actually major there. Yeah,
1: all triads. That was very adapted. Yeah.
0: It's a D major, not a D minor. I really, I chose the right Keyscape sound today. I think. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, just Bob James, a master of taking these beautiful places, meandering around, but then making that shift right on time. So,
0: so good. So that's our first, uh, again, no particular order, but this one probably is the best. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is Angela from Bob James' Touchdown album. Also. Oh, I thought
1: this was Angela from The Office. I never realized that was a different character. Okay, hey, gotcha. Angela from Who's the Boss? <laughs> Who's the Boss? Not a bad oh, theme. One. Not yeah. a
0: bad theme. Our number two here. Yes. Uh, Sanford and Son. Boom. Ever
1: heard of it? St. Louis's own
0: Red Fox. Red Fox, hilarious. <laughs> Good, so, so good. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So that is Quincy Jones. It's from a Quincy Jones album, 1973, called You've Got It Bad Girl, which is uh, from the Stevie Wonder he covers yes. it on the album. Yep. This is a I've never heard of this album, but I'm going to give it a big listen to this week. "Summer in the City," "Eyes of Love," uh, theme from "The Getaway." You've got a bad girl. "Superstition," Manteca. Yeah. The theme from Sam, Sam Sanford and Son, which is also called "The Street Beater," which is what we just heard. Yep, and uh, "Chump Change" round it out. But check out the 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 personnel on this. Dave Grusin on electric. Ever heard of him? Valerie Simpson on vocals. Phil Woods. Valerie
1: Simpson of Sim. Uh, but I'm trying to hear. Where's the vocals on here? Nothing That's on it. that track. But oh, oh, this on is, the this album, is right. on the album. Everybody on the album.
0: Ashford and Simpson fame. Uh, Ashford and Simpson. Yep. Toots Thielmans. Uh, Ernie Watts. Yes. Who, this is his first of two appearances from this episode. Ernie Watts. Uh, Bobby Porter. Bob Bobby James. Porter. Come on now. Bob James is on this on this <laughs> album too. Ray Brown plays bass guitar. <laughs> It says bass guitar. Ray Brown. There's three (laughs) bassists: Ray Brown, Carol Kay, legendary, and Chuck Rainey, legendary. Chuck
1: Chuck Rainey. I mean, that's three bassists that are all like legends. I I still remember going into the music store, uh, one of the great music stores in Shinjuku in Tokyo. You know, with like eleven floors. And there was like the sheet music book thing and they yep. had a whole thing for about Chuck Rainey and they had a transcription book. <laughs> it said it was written. I mean, it was so cool. It was like picture of him. It said the the legendary Chuck Laney. <laughs> like, like written with the L, the legendary Aww. Chuck Laney. Eddie Lewis, George Duke plays piano. Mm
0: uh let's see here grady tate plays drums grady tate on this track right. isn't that crazy yes crazy crazy personnel Nineteen and there was another great there was a grady character on san francisco not related to Grady tape man but like these bands that were making these themes in the 70s so just good. incredible you've got a bad girl from the quincy uh, that's the quincy jones album 1973 you've got a bad girl Wait a and didn't someone did you say this was was this the one i'd always m- heard
1: it's benny golson ghost wrote wrote this maybe it was like his melody yeah um, but you know I don't want to put any shade On, on it being misattributed But I, I had heard
0: The recording definitely has quincy Oh
1: yeah You know like the arrangement And all that stuff So let's just do a quick analysis On this So we've got the You know Set it up You know And then the great um, I never knew I mean that makes sense That's Toots You said that's Toots Thielman On Yeah I mean of course Why not But then you've got the, the melody Boop 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 Scoop boop 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 so it's blues, right? Yeah. It's funk, but it's not going there. Maybe because it's a uh, TV theme and we don't have a lot of time before it's the possible. commercial comes. Possible. And I love this. How great is that? Yeah. And then this is like kind of, you know, inward motion. And then when it gets here, like, the bridge, there's no melody. It's just, just jam. Just on the hang of the, the cut for a little bit. Sanford and Son. is that amazing? This was, I got a lot of my acute sense of humor from this show. It's a great show. Yeah, my dad was a huge fan of Sanford and Son. Big shout out to Red Fox out of the St. Louis. St. Louis has a great... um even before we showed up on the scene, on the comedy scene, it has a great heritage of comedy, yeah, Red of Fox. actual professionals. Red Fox, Dick Gregory out of the yeah. St. Louis area. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. Lenny Bruce, not from St. Louis, from Louis. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, number three. This is one, uh, actually, I got inspiration because I know you played it, Peter, on your shelter and play solo piano concerts. Did I? I think you did, okay. or maybe you did a jazz piano I, method lesson from it. Some, I just remember you yep. playing it recently around the studio. Yeah. And uh, this is the theme from I Love Lucy. This is actually uh, slept on how hip this is. Check it out. Hold on. There's the, the the ending version. Let's listen to the outro version. Yeah. So written for the show. Yeah. Uh the I Love Lucy theme uh, was uh, written by two-time Oscar nominee Elliot Daniel and oh, Elliot? did you know good <laughs> old that. Elliot lyrics were later, at, later added uh, so that Desi could sing this to Lucy in yeah. the 1953 episode Lucy's Last
1: I love Lucy and don't you too. It is something like that and I've been messing up my lyrics. It is. Do we have that version? I don't have okay. that version. We can just- I love Lucy and don't you too. Oh, here we go, got it, got it. <laughs> oh, you got the whole episode. Happy birthday for me. She's,
0: She's so funny. Birthday. We had this
1: thing planned for weeks. Oh, we just couldn't get a hold of you. We run out of the house. Nobody could find you. Oh, no. And yeah. oh. I got a wonderful present for you. You want to hear it? Hear it.
0: I love Lucy, and she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, but then
1: (laughs) I will love making up again. Ah, this is what I got. Lucy kisses like no one can. She's my
0: missus, and I'm her man. Isn't that great fantastic Yeah. I've like, never seen that scene
1: or, or, or heard that man that's so hip Woo. and this is like I always like to call this the um well, you know, they were, we were talking about the other thing—the backdoor two-five-one. But this is almost like the back. We could we could call this the backdoor relative minor because you're going from D-flat major. So that's this is the wrong key for what he's doing. But in D-flat major, then he goes to goes down to B-flat major instead of B-flat minor. Yeah. Can yeah. we coin that? Oh, there's probably a more official name for that, isn't there?
0: Like borrowing from where would that be borrowing? Well, I guess it's just transposing. Yeah. Briefly to that minor third away. The- it's like have you met Miss Jones. Right? Uh,
1: no, that's major thirds. It's so unrelated though, because you're there, and then it's like And then I love that little tag at the end. so good that's our number three i love lucy and uh, big shout out to nicholas payton because he's the one who first i think i did i do remember playing this now on the shelter in place and i did it as a ballad which i got the idea from nicholas payton years ago like 20 25 plus years ago nicholas just like started playing this i, I remembered vividly at snug harbor mm-hmm. and was just like playing the melody and we kind of came in behind him and i was like oh, i think i know i was like hey what is, it's like one of those standards you don't really know yeah yeah, yeah. but he's playing it really slow really pretty you know and then i was like what is that song but you can't tell what it is when it's a ballad and we finished and he got on the mic he's like um uh wait is there a title to this besides it's just theme? i okay. love lucy i think yeah. at the end he was like um ladies and gentlemen that was theme from i love lucy and everyone in the audience was like oh yeah <laughs> uh, i told you i told you I knew it was that i told you it was either that or the the, the uh, <laughs> bewitched <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's great yeah Well, uh, let's go back to the 70s, Peter. (laughs) Oh, really? Did we ever leave? (laughs) Orange shag carpeting. Uh. Ah. Hi-fi stereo system. Boom. And let's watch some Barney Miller. Boom. Sorry. So Peter asked <laughs> if I have the personnel here, yeah. which I do. I have a little list of everything. No. This is one that oh. it's really, really hard to find. Who like? So we're going to start here in a series of where it's kind of really hard to find who's playing on what. Like You kind of yeah. have to know someone. So this was written by Jack Elliott and Alan Ferguson, and it opens with the baseline. Jack Elliott,
1: any relation to Elliot Daniel, the composer of I Love Lucy? No. Okay.
0: Uh, but performed by uh, the baseline is uh, uh, Chuck Berghoffer. And that's really all we got. That's wow. all I could figure out uh, in my copious research <laughs> for this. Uh, no, with with quite a bit of Googling, I couldn't really. So uh, with this and our next few, there's lots of uh, chatter about you, my cousin said that he, knew, his teacher in New York played bass on this, and I think he's right because he's never wrong it's about it. It's Prison Adam. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like speculation about all these. So we yeah. do know that it's Chuck Burgoffer, and it was
1: written by Jack Lay, but I don't know who's playing drums on it. Man, that's not... A, that's what I was going to say Harvey... Ma- I mean, it could be a lot of people, obviously. But I mean, I wonder... So apparently this is uh, what you have here. Can you just play something on bass? This is one of those situations where... And we talked about this with with Maestro, Ron Carter, when we were able to do the interview with him where he was talking about on Red Clay and different situations where bass players are just like, OK, play kind of play what you hear or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when it becomes such an iconic thing, I mean, this is such a. So good, right? I mean, I remember my dad, I can still picture it like watching this like late afternoon or or maybe i yeah i guess maybe it was reruns i don't know but he had a um i'm gonna expose bill now is this bad Please. i'm gonna put him out there a Go little bit it, as, it, as a felon it. but i think the felon. i think that no he had like miller beer yeah miller high life yeah Pre hipster. Okay. This is just mill. This was just a beer. It was just a good beer. And I come in. And he was watching Barney Miller. Yeah. And then oh, sometimes so 1970. And then yeah. he'd give me a sip. He'd like look around for my mom. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. But the other interesting thing, I remember him watching Barney Miller and other shows and practicing, like when the commercials would come on. <laughs> which is a great trick like he'd always have his violin or viola out or something and he'd be in his room and he'd like i hear him practice and then he'd be like watching barney miller that he'd pick up but that's a smart thing always have your instrument there you know because you while while recreating you can be practicing at the same time that's great and then you get to learn the theme from barney miller barney miller theme miller high life viola (laughs) (laughs) biller that's what we we call him yeah biller miller high life is horrible by the way it's not terrible. It so bad. It's. I mean, listen. If you're. If, down, if that's the high life, I don't want to be. I don't want to be high, buddy. You're down <laughs> on Cherokee Street. There's a
0: DJ just ramping it up. Oh, Grab God. yourself a high you're life. Not, you're not missing nothing. All right. So next up, this is more. I think this is more from. So Barney Miller. Honestly, I didn't watch that show. It was a little before my time.
1: I watched it because my dad. Yeah, it was before, It was actually a little before my time too. But because I, I couldn't understand the, the humor was so sophisticated on there. I didn't understand. But I just remember my dad cracking up as he was watching it. So I'd kind of be laughing, you know. But it was uh, well. That's a horrible story. That's <laughs> I was too. I wasn't old enough to uh, understand the humor of Barney Miller yet. I was old enough to drink Miller High Life. Well, hey, there you go. You gotta, it start, was the 70s. You gotta start. Gotta start sometime. <laughs> so next up, this is
0: definitely uh, a show I watched religiously as a kid, and it was in reruns when I was in like middle school. I've yeah. watched every episode of this show. This was a little later. This is Night Court. Another base line Chickory Electric. Headhunters, maybe? Yeah.
1: Ernie Watts. Right?
0: More Ernie Watts. Yeah. Ernie Watts.
1: That's got to be Harvey Mason, there. It is Harvey Mason. Is that You yeah, got okay. it. That, yeah. No, that one. I, been, Ernie Watts I mean, and I have, Harvey Mason. That's Phil. That's Phil. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Woodblock.
0: How good is that? How good is that I mean if you're gonna rip off the headhunter sound, you might as well have Harvey Mason there to do it. So this is uh this was written by um Jack Elliott again. This is our second one by Jack Elliott. Uh, who wrote the Barney Miller theme. Did he write the Barney,
1: or did he just tell the bass player Berghofer to just Just come up with a line? (laughs) Uh,
0: This one features Ernie Watts. And then, again, this is another one where there's no real consensus on who's playing what. A lot of people think bassist is Mark Miller, not Marcus Miller, but Mark Miller, who was like a, a se- basketball player, is like a session legendary session bass player and then-
1: basketball player for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, maybe a different Mark Miller,
0: different Mark Miller. And the drummer is, uh, uh, according to the Internet and a yes. lot of ch- like it's kind of established as probably most likely Harvey Mason.
1: I think so, that Phil,
0: when he went yeah, those it towns, sounds just yeah. like him. I right?
1: mean, I'm sure there's some great drummers that could have do, but I mean, that's, yeah, that's very Harvey Mason-esque. I love that too. It brings me back to eating Cheetos in my underwear, watching
0: the, <laughs> watching Night Court on a snow day. Whoa. All right, so uh, next up, this is another one more in my, uh, in my wheelhouse. Yes. This is uh, Family Ties. Now we're
1: getting to some of the extended oh my God. theme songs. <laughs> a little phase shift on the, at the mastering level. Holly chor is at the start. i oh, up that, put up that music together
0: and, uh, for without a us then.
1: And i bet we'll be together Duet. for a million months. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we created. How good is this though? And I can't remember. Is that, was is that Johnny I, Mathis? Johnny Mathis yeah. and Bernice Williams. Oh, of course. Denise what Williams. Now, this is the prototypical 80s production.
0: What the <laughs> do, baby without without us? Life, I mean, first I of all, this production, I could this production is like a warm blanket for me just yeah. because of the era I grew up. I, kn- yeah. I know everything that's about to happen, every move that the instruments yeah. are about to make. But also it has one of the greatest lines in, in I think, TV show theme history, which is, and there ain't no nothing, we can't love each ain't other. No How great is can. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this that's was... called vernacular. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So this was written by Jeff Barry and Tom Scott. And Tom Scott, right. In the first season, it was sung by Dennis Tufano and Mindy Sterling, but then performed, and uh, for the rest of the show's run, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, who famously made a bunch of duet records together. Yeah. So it's so good at this. They actually released yeah. this eventually. Isn't that so good? Ooh. I mean, all the slash chords,
1: everything, yeah. it's just very... It's a little story Like you wouldn't think You'd have time for that Before the show starts Sitcoms are only What 22 minutes without uh, We've got to have At least a minute they, there they To get, have Johnny and Denise Set us up You know what I mean I mean this is just like You know verse 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 core, And then So It's a real Quick analysis It's a real song Pete yeah. It's a real song And then we go to G That's right I was going to say Okay so verse is in F Chorus is in G da, 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 da.
0: Johnny Mathis himself is sitting right here in front of me it's amazing it's amazing that's family ties we've got
1: uh, Johnny not Mathis
0: we got one more and then we got a bonus actually. bonus Yeah. this was requested uh, you I think you put this in here as an option okay for number seven and this is by far far and away the most modern theme we have and, and has, I don't think
1: we have a chart on this one do we
0: no, but we have s- something even better. Okay. We got a picture of... Uh- <laughs> oh, of you. Let- no, not of me. I, this is not going to work, but okay. I figure... It, we- oh, that's right. We do have a picture. Yeah, I mean, if you could swing it, it would be great to... Because we don't have a chart. I thought at least we could like make it up to the audience on YouTube by putting up is a it picture. That? Nope, nope that's not, not you it. and Chucho. Nope, not you and Chucho. <laughs> but- or is it that? Not Alf. <laughs> it's not Alf. Ah! <laughs> nope, not Alf. <laughs> It is. So we thought if, if we, as long as we
1: put up a picture of John Hamm and January Jones, it's probably okay <laughs> not to have notation. Okay. Just to let you guys know, and look, if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to miss out a little on this, but that's all the more reason. Just join us over at YouTube. Can we do a little plug for the YouTube channel? Yeah. Shout out to everybody here on YouTube. We're live right we, now. Yeah. We do this live sometime. You have to hunt that down. But if you're on, okay, this computer's acting weird. Okay. So if you're on the, the tubes, you're about to see something funny. Adam sent I got to show them the file that you sent over you know I'm not good with files <laughs> you're, not, you're not a file guy I'm, you know, I'm not a file guy Pete I'm not good with uh, the the mouse so I'm not even gonna be able to pull it over there. I'm not a numbers man Peter <laughs> you're big picture guy I'm a bit I'm, I'm no I'm not a big picture guy obviously <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little picture guy. <laughs> I can't even get it over there because I'm so bad with this. Uh, something's funny's happening here. So you're gonna get off the hook. Anyway, suffice to say, this is a much better picture. Okay. He sent me a p- potato quality picture that was pixel. It looked like a. It, it was shot by a four pixel camera back in the early sixties. Whatever you got, Don and Betty. There's nothing. Can't go wrong there.
0: So this is of course. Na, 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 na. <laughs> and there ain't no nothing. You can't file a
1: picture. Oh, through. here we go. Here we go. I got it. Boom. You know, actually, it's not that bad. Oh, my God.
0: What a setup. Yeah. What a setup. This guy knows. <laughs> it's not, but
1: check it out. Check out the pixelization. But this one I like that I subbed out is kind of creepy because if you look at it, they're holding what could be like a dead it's, baby. It's definitely a baguette. <laughs> It could be a baguette. <laughs> it's is a it baguette. a kid? But I think this is like her kid with the other, with the governor or something. I don't remember the whole story. So of course we're talking about the theme from <laughs> Mad Men. But I digress.
0: This is called "The Beautiful Mine," like M I N E. Uh, it's from an artist named R J D Two from his 2006. R
1: J T Two Star Wars. <laughs> I need oil. Okay. It's from
0: his 2006 album "Magnificent Magnificent Cities." This is of course like one of these interesting stories where. This was from the instrumental version. He's a hip hop artist, and of course, you know they released the beat version, the the instrumental version, and then the producers of Mad Men took this from that instrumental version, and it's pretty good. Yeah, we have this one. No, we just have the picture. That's right. It's a little microtonal. It's it's in between D flat and C.
1: I love the drums. Check out the mix. Oh, my it does a it's in It's compressed, this is the standard version. It's a good is that Harvey Mason? At- no, It might be, <laughs> it might be a sample of <laughs> Harvey Mason. But check out when they change the mix on the drums. Here it's coming. Oh, nice. Now this is like
0: the full version. The, they obviously oh. picked some stuff. It's really can, long, it's like can, five and a half minutes. Oh,
1: can you play the, the TV version? It's that because it's so yes. they cut to that in the TV. But first. you hear how different the mix is. It's, it's so, so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, they did a lot of fudging with this this yeah. track from a beautiful called The Beautiful Mind. Just as they RJ fudged V2. with that baby in that little, in the picture in here, the baby they in the, the bonnet. In the, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. You know what? Actually, when you just said now, is that Harvey Mason? Did yeah. we just figure out who's <laughs> playing drums on the Barney Miller theme for sure? Because think about it. It was Jack Elliott wrote Night Court and yeah. Barney Miller. Yeah. Similar set. Sa- Wait. Similar sound Yeah Right Sounds so. like Harvey Mason
1: Man if we could get Christian McBride on the pod Which I'm sure we could he, He'd probably know He would, know. He, he would, would know. know he would know I think we just solved that So check that out That's driving me crazy Because that is not C sharp minor But it's not it's, Can you play it again At the yeah, beginning It's somewhere it's, it's, Is it microtonal It is microtonal Is it D2 <laughs> 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 This is a great feel Going in there brushes into it. Bell of the symbol. And you know what's great about this? Also, on the show, they switch right here to that. Boom! They switch right right, here. Right, right. Ah!
0: I'm telling you, <laughs> go down a rabbit hole, my friend. You're just going to be in, oh. you find yourself in a chat group from, from 2007 being like,
1: who's playing drums on the Mad Men theme?
0: People like, well, my, my uncle.
1: My uncle was walking by the studio when they was laying it down. A
0: lot of people don't know, but it was recorded in Appleton, Wisconsin, and my uncle was the engineer there, and he said that it was Harvey Mason.
1: That's right. Um,
0: okay, so that's our number seven Mad Men theme. I like that pick, Pete. I think it's a great yeah. theme. You know what it does? It oh, can does... we do a little
1: quick analysis on that too, though? Sure, I'm sure, the... yeah. So that's very ominous because of if you like, these, you know, there's a lot of stuff with TV themes because you gotta you know you know uh, diminish things and little tricks. But so it's like it starts out very kind of classical, almost like you know. Minor one to minor four. Yeah. Which is yeah. what is that? The not the Picardy. That's some kind of this fancy Neapolitan. Dip, Neapolitan. Ooh, I could go for a Neapolitan right now yeah, to yeah. eat because it's hot out. But you know, is this the right bass?
0: And then it has like the, the classic. Uh, are you a D
1: flat? Yeah. Kind of. It does the classic like tango like yeah. it's thing. very classical and then, then when the drums come in like that updates it which I think is what the producer the folks that produced this show and I'm spacing on the guy's name Matthew something was like so particular yeah, yeah very particular about every detail but I feel like because it's such a period piece like everything had to be perfect and, you know no Starbucks cups on set and all that kind of stuff except they caught him did they did catch you him did you see that no that was uh, Game of Thrones Game of Game Thrones, Thrones, Thrones. Right? Yeah, yeah. but it's like with in terms of like the music you've got that you know very classical thing and then when the drums come in stack it's so like that really updates it a lot of foreshadowing until how this show works, how it goes right up to that later period. And kind of th- the theme song is the only thing that's kind of not placed within that time period. Awesome stuff. So, uh, we have one more, we have a bonus, but please make sure to
0: smash that like button. Smash if you, it. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe. We go live all the time. If you're listening on the podcast, please leave us a rating and review. Peter, we got and a bonus. Subscribe
1: wherever you're, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, that's free.
0: We got a bonus. So okay. most most of the, besides Mad Men, it was yes. all sitcoms. But we haven't had, I think, one of the great genres of TV themes, mm. game shows. Whoa. Ooh. Also a little in between. Of course, the theme to the Price is Right, uh, Mm. legendary. I love this theme. I remember, like the, I think it was the first night I was in New York City as a as a kid, right, right when I first moved there. I was walking around and there was like a club, club, (laughs) and I was like, some music was coming out. It was like the. And I was like, oh, "Why yeah. does that? Do I? I don't know any club music. Why do I know?" <laughs> it was like the club version of the Price is Right theme, and it was. <laughs> I was like, "This is incredible! It's such a catchy tune. It has a fascinating story behind it." Actually, I was just as I was doing research, I found a podcast episode. There's this great podcast called Twenty Thousand Hertz, uh, and it's all about audio stuff. Mm. And it was really, really well done. Sounds great, yes. <laughs> obviously. But it's really, really well done, and uh, the host interviewed. Uh, the composer for the Price Is Right theme, his name is uh, Edward uh, Kaloff, and he composed a lot of of uh, TV show themes. He was mostly a theme guy. Uh, Price Is Right, Double Dare, ABC World News Tonight, mm. uh, Monday Night Football. He redid and he did a lot of stuff. And M- this was one of M-N-F. his. This was one of his first gigs. And uh, you can hear the Moog there. He was super into Moogs at the time. This was recorded in London. He was based in New York, but he had an orchestra in London that he worked with. So he flew to London with his Moog and uh, with his Moog. They Excuse didn't have me. one there? They're gonna, they, I don't think they did, actually. It was like <laughs> 1972 or three or oh, something. Okay. So he flew to London with his Moog and recorded this show. Now, I don't know if you know this, Peter, but uh, sometimes entertainment yes. executives yes. are a little funny
1: with the money. Oh yes, I've been at the brunt end of that. I Thank have, you very much, ABC. I have too. I have too. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. But uh but no, just kidding.
0: But uh um so the producer, I th- he was he was he was kind of like diplomatic about it or, or yeah. political about it, but he's like the producer basically talked him into having, uh, instead of him signing as the composer for ASCAP BMI, uh, the producer's wife would be listed as the composer. He said it's done all the time.
1: Part of the divorce settlement Yeah, so
0: this young composer's in his early 20s like trying to make a name for himself. (laughs) One of the producers of the show has his wife sign as the composer, so of course they can get it. Now it turns out, no no one's gonna know the show's gonna be such a huge hit for so many years. So the guy was like, you know, my BMI lawyers say that this this is probably about over the course of you know the lifetime of it forty to fifty million dollar oh okay. signature. So is, no it,
1: no harm no foul. No harm. <laughs> no,
0: isn't that crazy? So the guy who, yeah. and uh, he, uh again, an incredible job, uh, Ed Kaloff. We uh, actually have a picture of the producer here. I don't
1: know if it's appropriate to. Can I show it? Sure. I mean, I don't want to call him out, but. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that was coming? <laughs> would that be something you might be interested in? So uh, yes. <laughs> anyway,
0: I, I love this tune. I think it's actually, if we can put the chart back up, man, it's, there's some cool stuff happening. Like That's he, he chart. mentions, like I was a young composer at the time. I was really trying to be as like, throw as much hipness in yeah. as early as possible. So you can, he's see, like, if, if I'm not
1: going to get paid for it, I might as well throw something hip in. <laughs> so first of
0: all, he says that everything he's written, he's put in, he's put the name of the show as the theme. So this is supposed to be uh, the price is right. <laughs> and it's like, the price is right, yeah, yeah. The price is right, yeah, yeah. This is how he described Here you it. we go, polychord.
1: Okay, the great? best part of this tune, I think, is. Isn't that awesome? That's really good. Instead of just that would have been boring but you got That would have ha
0: So there's the theme to The Price is Right. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. This was fun, Peter. Now, we're going to yes. get a lot of emails about how we left off everybody's favorite TV show themes, and ours are...
1: Emails. Where would they email us if they wanted to They can to email us
0: them. at OpenStudioJazz.com. They can reach out <laughs> at it.com. They can reach out at <laughs> P- Peter Martin at... No, I'm just kidding.
1: No, they can email us at Y-H-I. Remember that? Y-H-I. Y-H- oh, here H- we are. We're getting uh, into it now. But let us know openstudiojazz.com. what... OpenStudioJazz.com.
0: Let us know in the comments here of the YouTube there, video. There. Do it there. Uh, go to the comments of the YouTube video and let us know your favorite theme. Yes, from TV, because we are of a certain age and of a certain uh, generation, and we have our certain favorites. But let us know.
1: We're of a certain uh, elevated, well, uh, aesthetic. Well, here's the thing: maybe right. people
0: love like Western themes, and we don't. We're not particularly into those. We're all hard. The, the theme to the A Team, not
1: bad. How was that? Wait, what was A Team? Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a little bit militaristic. <descriptors> that was kind of Yeah, <laughs> Not terrible. Not
1: terrible. <inaudible> <playful> nice.
0: Cool. And then it had that thing <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Isn't that when they put B.A. Baracus down? He drinks the milk and he's got <laughs> the gold chains. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yes. Until next time, you'll hear it.